sleep and live politics apart from that the youth has to represent ourselves into the bigger audience which is the global audience and for that too we need to understand what's happening in the world so to stay abreast with the current happenings to make sure that you don't make a clown of yourself and to make sure that you seem to be a little bit smart in front of people who you want to impress politics is necessary whether it's global whether it's indian whether it's office whether it's home politics is everywhere and you can't escape it we'll see you in a bit with a brand new episode of politics for dummies right here on hd smartcast welcome back to a brand new episode of politics for dummies and you might be wondering uh, why aniket is sounding so nice all of a sudden because i'm not talking through my laptop mics i'm talking through a professional mic generally politics for dummies is recorded on zoom and i use either my headphones or i use the laptop mic but today that's not the case today after 5 months passing by in the year 2022 fabian and i are meeting face to face physically in the same room breathing the same air fabian my man happy new year <laughs> thank you and all the best to you and i'm so happy to be technically upgraded ah. <laughs> all right uh, uh you know 5 months have passed by we are moving on to the 6th month in june uh generally what we used to do is that we used to give you a quarter year update but uh, we already did that 3 months ago now it's time to give you a half yearly update so fabian and i are going to take you through the biggest events that happened politically in the year 2022 but before that fabian How was your couple of weeks, man? It rained in Delhi. Finally. Well, uh, I welcome the rains because it brought down the temperature, though uh-huh. along with a storm. Hmm, it did. Uh, where you you've traveled to countries, you've you've stayed there for a while. Which country or which place had the best rains that you've ever experienced? Well, best rains, probably Italy. Really? Yeah. What is that? Why? Why is that different? Because you've been in Kerala to Kerala, also probably. That is had... true, but my point is that it doesn't rain heavily. Uh-huh. So even if you're caught without an umbrella, it doesn't matter. Ah, cool. Very cool. Fair enough. Absolutely fair enough. Um, uh, now moving on. Uh, let's talk current. Let's talk politics. Uh, Fabian this year has seen massive events through and through, from the month of January where we were expecting a war, and then the war broke out. uh we were expecting the sri lanka government to be toppled that happened uh we were expecting a lot of events to happen throughout the world and most of them did happen in the first 6 months of the year so let's talk about the biggest let's you know address the elephant here the the military 
coup, not the coup, uh, the military acquisition of Ukraine that Russia thought that it would do. Uh, let's talk about that. Was it the right thing for Putin to do just because he didn't want NATO to be on its borders? There are two aspects to it. Okay. He was provoked, but at the same time, he was foolish to be have been provoked. You know, Putin had such a such an image in in the minds of the world, like in people, right? He's he's like a tough leader. He's strong. Nobody can defeat him. Russia superpower. You know, they used to say, "Mother Russia comes and visits you. You don't visit Mother Russia." Those were the thoughts. Uh, but uh, now. When you see, uh, you know, ice cream trucks are being sent with a Z mark on them to be uh, in the military takeover of Ukraine. Do you think that Russia was overcompensating for something? I'll put it this way. You know, we have completed, unfortunately, completed three months. True. Okay. 24th of... Uh, Feb. Yeah, it started there. Okay. Yeah. Now... I would say it's a mixed bag. On the one hand, the Russian military was stalled mm-hmm. when they tried to take over Kiev, yeah. the capital. Yeah. They were stalled and they had to beat a retreat. But at the same time, they have made substantial gains in the East. Mm-hmm. You know, that we have to take note of. Okay. And Mariupol. Yeah, in yeah, that yeah, city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have, it's a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. Secondly, the initial expectation on the part of the West was that with economic sanctions, Putin will surrender or yeah. will be unseated. Yeah. Neither has happened. Third, even in the West, now there are voices raising, well, the economic sanctions are hurting us too. The belief that economic sanctions are a one-way street. No. That, you know, is a wrong belief. And don't forget the food situation, especially in Africa. Yeah. 20 million tons of wheat in Ukraine the port. can't get out. Yeah. You know? And fertilizer from Russia not going out. You know? So, world is, you know, facing a very difficult situation. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know, neither the West nor Russia yeah. has succeeded. And it's a bit of a stalemate, but I'm sorry to say people are still getting killed. So, you know. If I had to sum this up, was the situation an immovable object meeting an unstoppable force? Was it something like that? A bit like that. Because, uh, you know, this Russian military... Mm-hmm. Of course, you mentioned about ice cream trucks and all that. Yeah, yeah. Despite that, they have a overwhelming advantage in terms of firepower. Okay. Okay. They're a bit short of uh, personnel. Now, Russia has said that even if you are above 40, you can uh, be recruited. And they also have uh, got uh, mercenaries. Yeah, they do. Uh, from Syria and elsewhere. Okay. Okay. So that is there. But nevertheless, uh, I don't think uh, the belief that this is uh, David confronting Goliath <laughs> and that David will come on top. <laughs> no, it's not working out. It's not. It's not. It's absolutely not. Now, the other thing that I want to talk about is the Russian economy, right? Sanctions are in place. The war is still going on. Rubles falling in the face flat. Um 
what does this mean for the rest of the world? Because somewhere we all know that Russia did contribute to the global GDP, to the global markets. And now taking out an entire country and its prices, the oligarchs, the, the government, they say the economy, the market crashes, everything, right? What 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 is what are the implications of this in the political scenario? Well, I'll put it this way: politically speaking, Russia and China will get closer. Okay. Not only diplomatically, not only politically, economically too. That is the energy which Russia cannot sell to the West. Mm-hmm. Well, part of it will be sold to China. Okay. And a certain part is being sold to India too. Yeah, yeah. As yeah. we know. Yeah, yeah. You know. So, there is a deglobalization. You know, the process of globalization is getting reversed. <laughs> it's evolving just backwards, right there. Um, uh, that, was, that was the situation in Russia. Uh, India too did see something, but let's go to the immediate neighbors of India, Sri Lanka. Uh, we knew there were stories of unrest that were happening in Sri Lanka. We knew nepotism taking apart in uh, Sri Lanka. We knew that the family who tend to make it into a dynasty would have fallen flat. What was the situation in Sri Lanka? Let's talk from there. Right? A lot of people who did not hear our previous episodes. Let's well, give them a recap. Thank you. Well, as far as Sri Lanka is concerned, it had economic uh, problems like uh, COVID. Yeah. Foreign remittances from workers in the Gulf and elsewhere ah. falling. Mm-hmm. Tourists not coming. Then uh, also there was a terrible Easter Sunday uh, carnage. Yeah. 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 Some mad people walking into a church and shooting, and shooting you know, but innocent people. So all this happened, hurting the Sri Lankan economy. But I maintain that a good government could have handled it. True. For example, it could have gone to the IMF seeking assistance as advised by the central bank. Yeah. Meaning yeah. the Reserve Bank. Yeah. Okay, they didn't do that. So that was a politically bad judgment. Okay. And why did it happen? Because too many brothers were sitting <laughs> at the table. Yeah. You know, if Sri Lankan water voted into power, a group of, a set of brothers, well, that is what I will call brotherocracy, not democracy. Yeah. So that is the problem. And what has happened in Sri Lanka is a bit like the Sri Lanka Spring. Okay. And as we know, the prime minister had to resign. Yeah, yeah. Well, before that, he had sent his goons to attack peacefully protesting uh, voters, oh, yeah. citizens. Yeah. Okay. Then he had to flee for his life. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, the president is still there, but the agitation is going on. They want Rajapaksa, the president, to go away, but he's, he's refusing to do that. Too much power. Then he appointed a prime minister, Ranil Vikrasange, okay. an able prime minister, but he has only one seat in the parliament. <laughs> and yeah. he also has a disadvantage that many Sri Lankans feel that he has been appointed, put there by the president to save his skin. Okay. And he could not get a finance minister. So I hear that just a couple of hours ago, he assumed the portfolio of finance also because he couldn't find anyone. 
Oh, that's literally every employee in every company taking up too many jobs. But the last time when we heard about brothers ruling Sri Lanka, that also didn't go well, right? When we talk about mythology, let's draw some parallels <laughs> here. Uh, if we if we go a little back in time, what our parents taught us about what happened in Sri Lanka, brothers tried to rule, right? That also backfired. So I think Sri Lanka should take lessons from mythology, and just say not, not to have brothers, you know. being the head of whatever in sri lanka because that did not work well in the past probably won't work well in current times as well um india saw elections india saw uh, india saw a lot of ups and downs as well this year uh, uh we we did see uh, you know a lot of uh, talks being backtracked we saw a lot of uh, prices going up prices coming down uh we saw a lot of budgets coming in budgets going out uh if we have to sum up what happened in india what all can we say to our listeners i'll put it this way we are still recovering from the bad impact of uh, covid yeah and it is not only covid but what is happening in the rest of the world mm-hmm. for example the war in ukraine yeah that has affected us like other countries too but nevertheless on the whole we have handled the situation as well as we could mm-hmm. but i think uh, the real problem is that you know people don't have the purchasing power okay you know i mean you may produce goods but, but I if i don't have the money to buy how will i yeah what's the see, point of it you know and there is also the question of employment purchasing power comes from employment true apart from the rich yeah who have their own money for the vast majority it's employment employment yeah. informal employment or, or formal semi formal or formal okay okay now informal employment has come down smes small and medium enterprises that has come down and uh, so you know but as i said we are as a democracy we are handling it mm-hmm. the central government the state governments they are handling it the petrol prices have come down <laughs> I want them to come down even further further but at least it's a good beginning yeah it's it's a move in the right direction that's what we need uh let's uh, let's let's talk about what can happen in the next 6 months of the year uh the next 6 months uh, look as dark as the first 6 months of the year that have gone by uh now this is like an objective thing there are these rumors that putin might not be in the best of his health right and he did what he did in in a sense of panic and in lunacy what do you have to say about these rumors i do not take those rumors very seriously yeah because uh, not only putin even xi jinping is supposed to have uh, what is it aneurysm ah yeah i don't take them seriously unless there is some evidence and also you know some of these reports they come in daily mail in england then it gets you know replicated by others yeah, i don't sense. think serious journalism say new york times or the guardian yeah they have carried such reports okay so i suppose is a bit of a wishful thinking <laughs> fair enough uh, but in the midst of all of this right again coming back to the point that what we can see in the next 6 months in the midst of all of this there is a mention of two people constantly there is a usa and then there is the china do you think these two people in their aggression in their fight for power might just ruin the whole world 
I don't think they will ruin the whole world, but uh, their confrontation will continue. And I'm afraid President Biden is not doing a very good job. China-Russia combination. Yeah. Uh, it can be quite powerful. And at this point of time, the China-Russia combination happened. Does, does USA have anybody in their kitty who can, you know, join hands? Well, they have Western Europe with them. Okay. In fact, yeah. most of Europe with yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, Western Europe, especially Germany and Italy, they are having problems, economic problems. True. So, you know, if there is an energy shortage and if uh, the prices go up, people will start, uh, you know. Yeah. The passion for uh, fighting Putin, mm -hmm. well, it's still running high. But how long will it remain there? Yeah, what's the motivation for them to go ahead and do this? Um, uh, a couple of other events also happened. They were isolated incidents. Uh, something in Sweden, something uh, that that was that was you know highlighted, where there were there were religion sects that kept on fighting, uh, and they, everybody blamed the refugees, uh, and they said that the refugees from Ukraine are much better than the refugees from other countries. Uh, your thoughts on this topic? Well, I mean, I wouldn't uh, make a distinction between refugees from country A and country B. True. I mean, after all, why do refugees go from their own country to another country? Mm -hmm. Either they are fleeing for life or they are uh, looking for uh, economic opportunities. Sometimes yeah. they are even starving. Yeah. You know, so refugees have to be respected and accepted. Okay. Wherever they are. Uh, but uh, I think this was enough for a recap episode because I have a lot to talk and I have a lot to discuss because, again, we don't really have a clearer picture for the next six months, Fabian. Right? Anything can happen. Yes, I think we should look at what might happen with Ukraine. Okay. As of now. Yeah. You see, my belief is that the three presidents are responsible for it. Okay. That is Putin, Biden and Zelensky. True. And as of now, I don't see any of them very keen on a ceasefire. No? And without the three of them keen, being keen on a ceasefire, it won't happen. No, hold up. I thought Zelensky and Putin were already in conversations for a ceasefire. But they were on conversation. But, you know, Zelensky says today that we need a diplomatic solution. Tomorrow he says that Russia has to withdraw from, you know, from Ukraine. Okay. So, you know. Hmm. And you know that Henry Kissinger has said, I think at Davos, that Ukraine should uh, cede some territory to Russia and have peace. Okay. Okay, cool. Russia wants oil, right? Russia wants the natural resources and that's why the whole... No, that's no, the, no. The second... you, no. Russia has enough for oil. Ukraine is a question of security. Okay. The that is, is, Russia doesn't want American nuclear missiles so close to its border. Okay, cool. Fair enough. Absolutely fair enough. That was a recap, guys. That was Fabian, our political professor. Uh, this is Aniket, your dummy, uh, asking the questions that you, uh, you know, are too scared to ask the people because everybody might like, ah, politics, why do you want to get into it? You want to get into politics for two sole reasons. One being that, hey, it's it's good to be updated about what's happening in the world because you live in it. And the second is, uh, it's, it's, it's general knowledge, man, because if someone asks you and you just be 
uh, absolutely clueless, you might just make a fool out of yourself. And maybe more young people should join politics in a good way. Oh yes, that too, that too. Because uh, like they said, oh the the youth are the future. I'm clearly I'm clearly, like all all the, all the old people are sitting at the helm of everything. The young people are like, no, we don't want to do this. Please get into this. Let's do this. <laughs> And do this right. So, thank you so much, Fabian, for being a part of the episode. Pleasure. And uh, we'll catch up uh, very soon next week with more topics uh, and hope some positive ones that happen and no more wars. Uh, see you. Bye bye. This was a Radio One production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.